Calvary Baptist Edmonton podcast. My name is Matt, and our podcast is from the Hub series called Learning from Indigenous Peoples of Canada. This week we are looking at an excerpt from the book Unsettling the Word, Biblical Experiments in Decolonization. This book, edited by Steve Heinrichs, is a compilation of writings from over 60 Indigenous and settler authors who wrestle with the scriptures, rereading and reimagining the ancient texts for the sake of reparative futures. It was created by the Mennonite Church Canada's Indigenous Settlers Relation Program and intended to nurture courageous conversation with the Bible. The Pacific excerpt we are highlighting today is written by Sheila Klassenweeb, a settler Christian living in Winnipeg, Treaty 1 territory and homeland of the Métis Nation. Both the author and editor have given us permission to use this piece in our post today. As you listen to this excerpt, we would like to encourage you to take note of what, if anything, makes you feel uncomfortable. It is a challenging read that we hope will help us all to examine our privilege and respond to the repeated call in Scripture to rise up against injustice, steward creation lovingly, and to be an active participant in the kingdom of God. Please listen to it and read along, and then spend some time reflecting in the questions on the Hub and in the show notes. Come now, you rich people. Weep and wail for the miseries that are coming to you. James 5, 1 Ripe for Judgment by Sheila Clausen Weeb Hey you! Yeah, you! The white settler, neo-colonial, fur trader turned industrial agribusiness commercial logger. Do you know your fortunes are about to turn? Rant and rail, weep and wail. No good that will do. The sentence has come down. That black crude investment, blood of the earth, will burst forth from its confining steel veins, giving slick sheen to pristine waters. Fish belly up and gasping. You too drink the poisoned water. Hectares upon rolling hectares of shining gold will parch and perish, million-dollar combines silent in the field, as drought conquers the land. You have taken more than you need, hoarded for yourself today what could sustain your children tomorrow, but it's running through your fingers like sand, or maybe dust, rust, Rotting, molding, withering, fraying, eating your life like a cancer. Nothing gold can stay. Treasure stored up in dirty stocks and bonds will be your treasure on the day of reckoning. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Weekly paychecks meted out meticulously. Minimum wage and not a penny more for all those Migrant workers picking peaches, factory laborers in mind-numbing lines, dirty Indians hoeing fields of sugar beets, on lands your ancestors loved and stole. Health and dental care not your problem, so you say. Hearts hard and ears deaf to the cries, the petitions, the tired despair of workers you've used and discarded. Listen! Can't you hear them? God is not deaf. 
From fields and factories the cries rise up to Lord Sabaoth. From inner city tenements and remote reserves their cries batter the doors of heaven, and the Creator opens the door. From ancient times this divine warrior has battled injustice and oppression. The Lord of hosts has heard. The Lord of hosts will hear, and hear, and hear, will act with justice once again. You rearrange rivers and lakes to feed your hydroelectric need-greed, drunk on the power of those humming lines, oblivious to the destruction of traditional lifeways, sacred sites, wildlife habitats. You have water slides, water parks, just turn on the tap water to drink. Yet indigenous neighbors just down the road die with an 18-year-long boil water advisory, drink water from throwaway plastic, and suffer mercury poisoning from the settler mill. But you live in gated communities, crisp new suburbs of cookie-cutter condos, Walk through pantries and walk-in closets, marble countertops and maple cabinets, as reports of substandard housing in remote communities play on your flat-screen TV. Eighteen people live in a shack with no indoor plumbing, mold on the walls. You are ripe for judgment. You have twisted the flat steel blade of the law to serve yourself and let justice die. You have murdered the innocent. With your insipid concern for suicides among Indigenous youth, with your hardness of heart for prisons full of Indigenous casualties of the system, with your apathetic silence about missing and murdered Indigenous women, with your cultural genocide in residential schools, legacy ongoing and unforgotten, how can they resist? Ah, but these words, Brother James, are surely not for us good Christian folk. Surely your audience is elsewhere. The big shots who work in government, legal offices, corporations, the callous who don't give a cup of cold water in the name of Christ, the irreligious who don't pray your kingdom come. Surely they are not for us. Are they? This reading, uh, for me, causes me to be still and to reflect and remain in the tension that I feel uh, from listening to this uh, excerpt. As we sit in this time and reflect on what we just heard, I want to give you a few questions to uh, mull over, and they are, which part of this excerpt stood out to you? Did any part of it make you feel uncomfortable? Why do you think that is? Thinking back on what you have learned in these past weeks about Indigenous history, culture, and spirituality, how does this reading challenge you? I want to encourage you to uh, post some of your comments on our show notes on the Apple Podcasts or even in the Hub to post some of your thoughts um, and maybe some of the tension that you feel uh, within this piece. Well, thanks for being a part of this podcast, and we will talk to you very soon.